Hey, hey, what is up, everybody? I'm gonna be completely honest and say that I am redoing this first part of my podcast because my computer, I don't know what's going on. It's been so annoying with the storage and deleting things and data and whatever. And I'm literally gonna freak out, but it's okay. Um, It deleted the first part of my podcast, but you know what? We rise up and we... You know, when my computer chooses to go low, I choose to go high. Um, with that being said, um, you know, this episode, it's already coming out a little late, which is fine. You know, not too late. I try to get the episodes out every Sunday, but, you know, this will come out on hopefully Tuesday morning if everything saves and I'm able to download it. But regardless... Um, you know, this past week, I have been pretty bad with time management. I'm not gonna lie. It's been pretty wild. I live in Tampa, and we've been prepping for Hurricane Ian, which, you know, thankfully, it missed us, and all we really got was a lot of wind and a little bit of rain. We didn't even end up losing any power, but unfortunately, you know, it ended up hitting, like, Fort Myers, and I just feel so bad, like, especially because I don't even think they were given an opportunity to prepare for it because it wasn't supposed to hit them. So I've been seeing, like, videos online, and I just feel so bad. Like, it's just awful. Yeah, it's just been like a wild week and, you know, things have just felt like weird. Like, we worked from home because my job actually was in what was supposed to be like zone A and like was gonna get hit by the hurricane the worst. But then like, you know, again, it ended up not hitting us all that bad. But we worked from home all of last week and it's just, I don't know, weird time, crazy time. I also somehow like throughout my shoulder. I don't know what was happening. Like, I, like, slept wrong one night, and my neck hurt so bad, and it was just awful. But then, like, the next day, I woke up, and it seemed to feel better for the most part. And then I, like, yawned and did a stretch, and I just completely, like, pulled my shoulder. Like, It was so painful. It was so bad. And, like, all of last week, I, like, could barely move. And it just was not fun. I think it has to do with the pillows I have. Like, I have two pretty decent pillows. Like, I have pillows from the Purple brand. And they're good. They're soft. Like, I like them a lot. But it's just... I think I need something more sturdy. I don't know. It's just... I, like, I need something else. But enough about this. This is stupid. Let's get on to the topics. Now, this episode is going to be mainly about reality TV. Because reality TV brought it this past week. And I want to start off by giving a huge congratulations to Taylor motherfucking Hale. She won Big Brother. And I am so happy. I'm so excited. If you listen to my past episode, I talked about how it was going to be the Big Brother finale and that, you know, I was so nervous. I wanted Taylor to win. She deserved it after being bullied and everything all throughout the season. And, but I didn't, I wasn't sure she was going to. And I was like, at least she'll get AFP. Not only did she get AFP, she also won the game. She not only made history as the first black female to win Big Brother US, but she also made history being the first winner to also win AFP 
and she walked away with $800,000. It's honestly like the storybook ending. It's like, look, if you watch Big Brother, you know that if you want something to happen, nine times out of ten, it won't. So the fact that Taylor was a target from day one and was so mistreated and bullied and she came out victorious and won $800,000 at the end of it. It's just insane. It's the perfect ending. It's It was just amazing. She looked amazing. She got the, to wear the finale outfit that the other house guests, like, got mad at her for trying on once in the house. And, like, it was just, you couldn't write a better ending. It was just amazing. And she's doing great. Like, she literally has the most followers of anyone from her season. Her Instagram, she's, like, over 200,000. She's definitely getting a brand deal from Lay's. Like, she is just doing amazing. She's done 15 million interviews postseason. I've watched every single one. They've all been great. I'm just so happy for her. I could literally, like, rant for an hour about it. But honestly, my computer's trying me right now about storage. So I'm trying not to be too long right now. I need to figure this out. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Mac storage. I think I may have. I don't know. Don't want to jinx it. But anyways, moving on. So the next thing I wanted to discuss was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, Beverly Hills has been getting on my damn nerves like for a lot of this season and then all this Aspen stuff that was so overhyped and like ended up being basically nothing just like stupid and but this past episode was actually decent because there was actually confrontation about Aspen and like a little more insight and it was pretty captivating with the whole Kathy and Kyle of it all um, I am going to say I'm glad the season's almost over. Like, the finale is this week. And then the reunion. God, I hope they don't do another four-part reunion. Last year's reunion was so bad. It was so boring. Like, maybe only one part was good of the four. It was so unnecessary to have four parts. Like, I, can, I can't get over it. This past episode, though, we finally got the sit-down between Kathy, Kyle, and Rena. Now, Rena, she really, really annoyed me this episode because what Rena did was she overplayed her hand and she waited too long to do so. For the first half of this episode, they're at Erica's awful extensions, uh, like, launch party. And everyone's there except for Kyle and Kathy. And they start talking about what happened in Aspen. But Rena's being so vague and, like, not really saying what Kathy said or, like, freaked out about. But being like, well, you know, it's just crazy. And I won't say what she said about everyone. But, you know, I have been sending her prayers. I have. I've really changed. And Erica's like, you've really grown. And then it just cuts to Sutton looking like, the fuck are you people talking about? Like, it was really like, it was like bad improv. Like, community theater acting. It was so bad. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, to me, it became very clear that they were really trying to push it 
to like cover for Erica and her freak out in Aspen. And it was also clear when before the party, it felt like, I don't know. It was like a weird scene that I don't know if they filmed this like later on or it seemed out of place almost, but um, Erica had talked to like the press because she had someone there for her party, even though it was only the housewives there and it was just like her and then the reporter. I It was very weird, but she like kind of talked about Aspen and alluded to Kathy freaking out and all that. It, I, it just felt like a weird setup. Like, I don't know. It just something felt odd about it. But anyways, like, Rinna's, like, alluding to things, but not really saying anything to the ladies. She's saying stuff in her confessional that basically Kathy was ranting about how she's better than everybody. She said Crystal and Sutton don't even belong there. Dorit was a useless idiot. Um, find the lie. Can't find... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I do think Crystal and Sutton belong there. And, like, the Dorit... Look, I don't think she's a useless idiot. She gets on my fucking nerves. And I think she can be stupid. But, I, I don't know. But she's not saying this to the ladies again. She's saying this in her confessional. Now, later on in the episode, Kathy comes to visit Kyle to apologize. And she has a weird accent and a weird outfit. And she's like, I came from the Ponderosa to um offer an apology and um kyle's like what the fuck are you talking about um but here's the thing i want to point out both these ladies are dressed for war because as rena points out later kathy's wearing the peace t-shirt that she wore the night she had the freak out in aspen but also with kyle she has on this hideous cardigan that on the back says i love aspen they're ready to give a passive-aggressive sister battle for the cameras. And they do just that. They sit down. You know, I gotta give Kathy credit. She does apologize. I think her excuses are a bit bullshit. I think... So she says the reasons are too much alcohol, you know, altitude, like... Shit like that. But then she also mentions how Kyle would always make fun of her outfits in Aspen. Now, I do believe that was actually a part of it. Because, like, Kyle was being really rude to her in Aspen. Granted, I think their issues are deep-rooted. And it's not just that. But I could see that being, like, a trigger for Kathy. Kyle does what she does best and plays the victim. And it's just like, are you acting like I need to apologize to you right now? And it's like, well, you know, here's the thing. Like, it's not like Kathy out of nowhere, like, freaked out. Like, it's not like you breathed and Kathy was like, fuck this bitch. Even though maybe. But, um, like, you know, you played a part. And that's my problem with Kyle. She can never really own her part in things. And she's, like, a professional victim. That being said, though, Kathy does say she freaked out. She apologizes. They have, like, a really emotional moment. They open up to each other. They cry. And it's a real sister moment. Granted, again, I think their issues are deep-rooted. And there will have to be, like, years of therapy to really get in a place of peace. But it actually did kind of seem like a step forward. Like, it wasn't a bad conversation. Enter Lisa Rinna. Now, Rinna didn't get the memo that they made peace. So, Rinna also didn't get the memo that she was about to come off like a huge asshole. And I'm not talking about her lips. 
Um, <laughs> that was stupid. Um, but she comes in and she just, she has like this superiority complex. Like, I don't know. She gets this way and she got this way with Kim a lot where it was just like, what is wrong with you? She got that with Denise as well. Like, ooh, you're so angry. But it's just like, Kathy, like, you really need to figure out what's wrong with you. Like, what is that? Now, granted, Kathy's being very gracious to Rena and actually, like, apologizing for, like, ranting at her and putting her in an uncomfortable situation. And, but Rena's not hearing that because Rena wants to take Kathy down. Now, a part of me is thinking, because I do remember Rena did post on Instagram during the season something about cease and desist. So I'm wondering if Kathy sent out cease and desist to, like, production or, like, any of the ladies. But, I like, I, so maybe that's why she's so angry, but also Kathy is owning everything and apologizing. So, I don't know. It's a bit of a mess. And, you know, they have a back and forth, but Kathy's really keeping her chill until she, like, freaks out and brings out brings up her friend with cancer, which I feel bad for her. It felt like she was kind of bringing that up, though, to kind of, like, detract a little bit. But it did feel genuine. So, I, like, I don't know. It's, like, so layered. But Rena was like, I don't care about your tears. You're not going to get away with this, Kathy. Why do you have such a black heart? And then Kathy's just like, okay, I'm done. I'm going, I'm not speaking to you again. And Kathy's like, or Rena's like, I knew this would happen this way. And it's like, did you? Because I think you thought she would freak out, but she's actually been pretty calm. And you really just look like a monster right now, Rena. And I like, you just look really bad. I do also want to mention that it was interesting before, because before Kyle, or before Rena, I don't know why I keep confusing their names. Before Rena got there, Kyle did ask Kathy, did you speak with all the ladies? And she says, you know, I spoke with everyone, but I didn't speak with Erica because I she has nothing to do with anything. And with Rena, I did reach out to her, but I couldn't reach her. Um, which is kind of like, to me, supports that they didn't want to talk to her because they are being very, like, pointed with how they're going about this and wanting to push this Kathy issue to, like, cover up for Erica and Aspen. Like, I don't know. It's just that stood out to me. But, yeah, Rena just really played this all wrong. And I will also say I think Kyle should have said something and spoke up for her sister. I didn't like how she sat there silent. I get it. You're upset with Kathy, but you guys did just make up. So when Rinna's next to you telling your sister that she has a black heart, you could have just simply been to Rinna like, that was out of line. You don't need to say like stuff like that. Like that's not okay. But she has, like, this moment where she's like, you're my sister, and then they've been sisters to me, too. And it's like, Kyle, this is why your sisters don't like you, because you don't have loyalty. Like, you're fake. I can't. However, next week, or this week, for the season finale, it does look like Kyle does sort of start to defend Kathy. Because I do think, like, Kyle, a lot of 
she likes being the victim and, you know, I think she's kind of set up her relationship with Kathy to the other ladies. Like, Kathy's some monster and Kyle is the victim. And so when Kathy does this, that kind of, like, supports that, you know, I think she was relishing a bit in the fact that people were seeing that and Kathy was getting some flack. However, I think she's starting to realize that Brenna and Erica may have other motives and maybe pushing it a little too far because when Brenna brings it up again in front of the ladies, Kyle's like, okay, but like, why are we still talking about this? Like, this has to do with me and like, I made up with her. Like, I have to get over this. And it seems like the ladies think that Rinna and Erica are leaking stuff to the press because they're finding it weird that the press keeps getting details of what's going on and, like, how are they getting these details? And interesting that they're thinking that Rinna and Erica are leaking stuff to the press. Like, I I thought it was Lisa Vanderpump that did all that. I wanted... I want to be clear, though. Um, I do think Lisa Vanderpump does do that, but I also think Lisa Rinna does as well. I think both Lisas. But um, anyway, so I'm actually looking forward to this finale. Like, it looks like it's going to be decent. And again, I'm just glad this fucking season's over. Like, it too much. This season's been way too long. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered this week and it was pretty good like it wasn't amazing but I thought it was entertaining the opening scene was amazing they had like this wonderfully edited montage where it was like going in and out of the ladies like first like interview confessionals and then where they are now with their relationships you have Jen the scammer being like I am a marketing wizard. I make money. Shaw, amazing. It takes work to make millions. And then cut to this. She's about to plead fucking guilty for scamming the elderly and doing all this shit. Like, the thing with Jen, it's like, she's such an interesting character. Because she's such an asshole. And she's awful. But she is funny. Like, ah, it's like, why do you have to be a criminal? Like, and it's so clear, though, that she's a criminal. And, like, I don't know about y'all, but it's been very clear to me that she was guilty. Like, and since she came on the scene, like, season one, I was like, she's, something's not right. Like, she gives off scammer. And, you know, when the thing happened in season two and she got arrested, I, like, it was clear, like, yes, she's guilty. Um, It's a 10-year investigation. The feds don't just show up to a Sprinter van in Salt Lake City just because they feel like it. So her trying to, like, act like she's all innocent, like, she's she's an interesting one. Um, The montage also has, like, Meredith and Lisa talking about how much they love each other. And, you know, then cut to them now. They're, like, fighting because of Lisa's hot mic moment last season. She's a whore. She's fucked half in New York. Oh, my God. Her and her fucking family that poses. <laughs> I love Lisa Barlow. I don't care. Um, and then Heather and Whitney talking about like, we are blood, blood relatives, cousins. I love that Whitney so much. That girl always has your back. Cut to Heather body slamming Whitney into blinds this season and them just fucking WWE, like, just brawling all season, just arguing, and, like, they have an intense falling out. I cannot wait to see 
that play out this season. I may be the most excited for that because personally, bad weather, I think they're just so fucking annoying together. So I'm excited to see them. This sounds terrible, but I'm excited to see them fall out or like see what happens. I think it may have to do with what we're going to learn about like rumors about Lisa. And I have a feeling like maybe Whitney brings up a rumor about Lisa and she does this because Heather told her off camera and then maybe Heather denies it because like I think uh, Whitney did an interview where she said that like Heather acts different off camera or she alluded to that I don't know and like I did see a sneak peek of next week and Whitney does reveal a rumor about Lisa and it's a bit wild considering another plot twist this season is that Whitney and Lisa make up and, like, become besties. But I guess she revealed this rumor before her and Lisa truly became close. So, I guess we'll see. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The main thing, really, with this premiere was Lisa versus Meredith. And that's because Meredith is very upset about Lisa's hot mic moment. Now, look. I understand why she's upset. She should be upset. Like, anyone should be like Lisa was wrong like you you're not gonna hear that shit about you and then be like oh this is like I forgive you like I'm not upset at all like no I understand Meredith being upset where Meredith kind of loses me is she tries to like act unbothered and then like goes into her like confessionals and like scenes like all pilled out like trying to expose stuff about Lisa like she she like fumbles through a scene just like oh well you know Lisa like I've heard stuff about her that maybe she um you know she might be having marital issues and maybe exchanging favors for Hita Tequila and you know they did go into debt her and her husband with the company um back in 2018 it's public documents you know he like anyone could see them and uh and it's like oh my god like she is like going guns blazing like coming after Lisa and my thing is this she's acting too bothered like, I could see maybe you drop the little T here and there, but you're pulling out your arsenal. I think it's because Lisa's hot mic moment was some truths, and Meredith did not like that. So now Meredith is trying to expose Lisa. But if I'm being honest, I really don't believe a lot of the stuff. Like, I don't believe Lisa, like, exchanges favors for Vita. I don't think she's cheating on her husband. Like... I feel like they may have some issues, but I don't think she's cheating. And the whole debt thing, it didn't seem like that much. Like, it was, like, 2018, and it was, like, $25,000. And I'm like, well, in the grand scheme of housewives debt, that's not that bad. And I'm, I'm sure they paid it off by now. Like, I don't know. It just didn't... It was just a lot at once, so it was, like, intense. But it didn't seem like anything, like, in my opinion, that was that substantial. Now, there has been, like, this discourse where Lisa, she's not really owning it. And, like, even when she tries to apologize to Seth, like, at the end of the episode at Sharif's birthday party, it's just kind of, like, she's not owning it. She just keeps talking about, like, it's a blind rage. I didn't mean it. Like, I didn't mean it at all. And, like, I, I don't even know why I said it. And, like, uh, it was hyperbolic. Like, I just don't know why. It's, like, look, just say... You know what? 
I was just saying awful things because I was so upset. And that doesn't excuse it regardless. I'm sorry. Like, she has to own it. And she's really bad at owning it. And, like, it's like, come on now. Another thing, though, is because she keeps saying, like, you know, I was ranting alone. And Meredith pointed out at Twitter that there was someone in the room. And I think it was someone in production. Now, here's my thing. When Lisa says she was alone, I don't think she means, like, maybe she didn't notice the guy. But even if she did notice him, I don't think she means, like, I was alone in the room. Like, I think what she's saying is I wasn't with another cast member. Like, it wasn't like I was trying to film a scene and really, like, expose you or say shit about you on TV. Like, I thought I was, like, alone, not on camera, and I forgot I was mic'd. Like, and I just, like, ranted. I think that's what she means. And I do believe her. I don't think she meant for any of that to, like, get out. And I think she's really upset it did get out. So, I don't know. It's hard because Lisa is so wrong, but she's so right. Like, I don't know. I love Lisa. I can't help it. I love her. I love her. And again, I kind of believe everything she said about Meredith in that rant. So, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just terrible. But, you know, it seems like they're never going to make up because it seems like for the season, the sides are going to be like Heather and Whitney versus... Or, no, not Heather and Whitney. Lisa and Whitney versus Heather, Jen, and Meredith. Now, look, Whitney annoys the shit out of me, but I love Lisa. And honestly, I feel like they're the right side of history, considering Jen is a scammer and literally is going to spend this season claiming innocence. Meredith and Heather are going to blindly support her, only for her to then plead guilty. So, I don't know. I think I... I'm going to say I'm team Whitney and Lisa going further, but this season looks pretty good. Like, it seems like it's going to be, like, an entertaining season. Dynamics are definitely shifting, which I like, and I'm looking forward to it. The premiere was really good. I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10. I thought it was good. I wasn't bored. It was entertaining. I'm here for it. Um, That's pretty much it. I did kind of want to mention because... Summer House should be... No, Summer House isn't coming on soon. Winter House is coming on soon. And I'll definitely be talking about that. But they did film... What am I saying? They did finish filming Summer House. And that will probably come out in January. But I saw something on Instagram where... I think it was on Bravo by Gaze. They were doing like a questionnaire. And someone asked like, oh, do you know anything about... Lindsay and Danielle because there's been like rumors that they may have had a falling out and they answered like I don't know but I'm all here for this friend group and it was a picture of Maya, Sierra, and Danielle that was then reposted by Danielle to Danielle's story which leads me to believe that something is definitely wrong in Lindsay and Danielle's friendship. Like, maybe they're not friends anymore. Maybe they're just not as close. Because the the answer was kind of, like, shading Lindsay. And, like, just promoting more Sierra, Maya, and Danielle as a friend group. And for Danielle to just repost it, I'm like, oh, shit. Something must have happened. It got me excited for Summer House. But we're going to have to get through Winter House first. Which I do like Winter House. It looks good. But I don't know. I, Summer House is better. But I am excited for Winter House. Um, anyways, with that being said, thank
thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts, and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye!